It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's happening, guys? Welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, we are going to be doing our 2023 Dynasty seasonal preview. We're going to be looking forward to the season that's right around the corner, and we're going to be debuting some brand new segments. But I'll tell you who's my old co-host. You know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. Buddy, what's up? Listen, man, we are four days from the NFL season. I could run through this monitor and out the window that's behind it. I am so excited. It also doesn't hurt that the Detroit Lions will be going into Arrowhead and giving the champs a big fat L as they hang their banner. In, you know, no Chris Jones certainly gives you guys a, a better than fighting chance. At accomplishing that very thing. Well, we're going to get into it. We have an action-packed show tonight. We are going to be talking about all sorts of things. NFL, we're going to be rolling out new segments. We're going to be doing all kinds of goodness. But, uh, Jerry, this past Friday and every Friday throughout the season, I'll be doing a new show called The Juice. Now, it's a gambling-based show. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago when I did the – we called it the prop cast then, but now we're uh, we're doing The Juice, buddy. Listen, excited. Uh, it was a great movie with Tupac also. Uh, it's only good that you are going to be a wonderful follow-up to that. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, when you think of, uh, you know, hip-hop luminaries, there's Tupac, there's Jay-Z, of course, DWZ Memphis. I mean, why why can't it be me? And I, listen, I, I'm super excited. Um, rolled out some best practices, some season-long stuff. And uh, I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm ready to get into these new segments. But real quick, let's do a quick spot from our friends at Rival Fantasy. Hey, we've got to talk about Rival Fantasy today. Rival Fantasy, they're a huge supporter of everything we do. The podcast channel, the YouTube channel, it's possible because of Rival. And they have an incredible new offer with promo code PLAYER. Promo code PLAYER, you double your deposit up to $200 and you get $25 in bonus bucks. So it's $225 additional to play in NFL preseason. You can do their props on the fantasy book where it's over, under, over, under, over, under, up to five guys. The more over-unders you hit, the higher your payout. And they have their challenges for the community. You can say, hey, I think that Player X is going to go over this many fantasy points. 
and someone takes you up on it. They take the other side. It's great. I love their fantasy bingo where you can do five across. You can do four in the corner, black it out, just predicting fantasy points on your favorite players, especially in preseason. The promo code is PLAYER, where they match your deposit up to $200 plus those $25 in bonus bucks. This offer is insane. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yep, Rival Fantasy, promo code Underworld. Um, those are the kind of props we're going to be looking to to take advantage of, Jerry. But we're going to roll out some new segments. But you know what segment's not going away? I hope it's Good People, Bad Tweets. Good People, Bad Tweets is going to always be a staple of this show. Now, uh, first of all, I want to thank the listeners. I had a couple of listeners send me a couple of Good People, Bad Tweet candidates. I mean, these things were pristine. But, but I saw one. That was so horrible, so offensive, that it literally set set me back, and, and and I had to, I had to bring it up on the show because especially of your previous work history. Now this one is from Carl Benjamin, and he's at Sargon of Akard. I don't know what the fuck that is, but Carl said Mexican food is absolutely atrocious, though. Hmm. The chilies are there to hide the taste of poor quality ingredients not enhance the flavor. I, I tell you, I have never wanted to fight someone more in my life on Twitter than I did at that very moment. I'm like, this is horrible. How dare you besmirch the good name of, of Mexican food? I mean, Mexican food in all of its forms and fashions. Now, us gringos, as we're known south of the border, we've had a, a tendency to uh, put a spin on this food that that is not good. But if you eat natural Mexican cuisine, in the way that the natural Mexican people make it, it is delicious. So is the way that us Americans make it. I mean, Jerry, you, you worked in a in a, in a Mo Southwest Grill for for many years. What what are your thoughts when I put this fucking thing in there? This pisses Randy, me off, Jerry. Randy, we have had a lot of bad tweets, and I will I will agree with you that this is egregious. Now, uh, I had seen this in passing, but I did look at the doc. Um, as you were reading it, and I noticed that this man spelled flavor F L A V O U R. So I looked a little deeper, and this was a British man. Now, no offense to any British listeners of the Dynasty Warzone or player profiler, I am a literal published historian of English history, but you guys conquered the entire known world for centuries. And all you wanted was spices, and you're going to tell me 
that Hispanic food is not flavorful and not good in what world are you living? Listen, you take your little toast and your little beans and you eat it for breakfast in your rainy, wretched weather island. And you shut the hell up about Mexican food because it is one of the true treasures of cuisine that exists on this planet. Get out of here. And listen, shout shout out to Tacos El Primo, the taco truck in Ames, Iowa. I have ordered it twice this week, and I might order it twice tomorrow just to, not going to swear, just to show this man. Well, well, first of and all, listen, you, if they you, if, you, if they want a sponsorship to give me free tacos, oh my god, I would be so down. Well, well, they don't of, spe- of they don't speak English, so they are not listeners. Unfortunately, uh, we need to work on a Spanish speaking dynasty war zone. We, we, my we, Spanish we, well, is well, mediocre. It's funny you say that. There is a Hispanic uh, podcast now on the Player Profiler Network. Uh, I, w- I wish I had been given that the plug as opposed to my podcast. I feel like an asshole now. There is a, a Hispanic, a Spanish-speaking podcast on the Player Profiler Network. So the next time that you see them, when you say thank you or gracias for the tacos, let them know about the Player Profiler because maybe they want to learn more about Dynasty Fantasy Football. Maybe they speak more English th- than, than you think, Jerry. That's that's true. Uh, but, but back to Carl, um, I fuck you to him on the way out the door, <laughs> is you eat soggy-ass fried fish and french fries and, and you consider that a, a delicacy and you're going to sit here and besmirch the good the good name of mexican food i don't think so carl not not only am i upset you know dana white lives in like las vegas which is pretty close to the to the to the mexico you know the border you know only separated by the the state of arizona so it's bigger than, than you think but uh dana what, what do you think when, when you hear carl's statement this motherfucker on the planet Holy shit! Dumbest motherfucker on the planet, Carl. That 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 is uh, that is you. But uh, Jerry, we're gonna do some news, man. What do you think? Okay, shoot. It's got anything is gonna be better than whatever the hell we just talked about. I wish I had some uh, some Mexican food to get the taste out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, I, and, and, and I don't I don't I don't mean to go on a vitriolic diatribe to use some big fancy words. That is not about fantasy football, but when someone says some stuff about that, I need you to understand that we have to do this. This is for all of humanity and not just for a dynasty podcast. So if you're going to give us a one star for that, no, I don't care because I would do it 100 times out of 100 because the world needs us to do this. Yeah, the the the, the good people of, of Mexico and Mexico cuisine do not need Jerry and I to to play Batman and Robin and protect the good name of uh, of Mexican cuisine, but that that was some bullshit right there. Next week, maybe we'll have some good week one, good people, bad tweets. But uh, Jerry, we're gonna do the news now. There was some news that happened since we last spoke. Now Jerry, now Jerry wasn't sandbagging. I, I got the hey, what the fuck? Where's Jerry? What? Why is he not at his post? The the hot take hotline, the clip show, and again, thank you to everybody who jumped on with us last week and m- makes it just an awesome show. Um, you know, there's not really room for Jerry in that particular show. So if you didn't hear the clip show with the Podfather and Theo and a lot of our friends from the Dynasty Warzone Network, go back and check that out. But uh, right now, we're going to talk about the news, Jerry. And when I play the news, everything's got a sound bite now. What do you hear? What do you say? So, Jerry, what do you hear? What do you say? So, uh, Michael Lombardi, uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is the GM Shuffle and the Lombardi Line. And it's it's NFL news 
as taken in by a former NFL executive and GM. And I will never do it justice. So I knew I was going to talk about this with Jerry tonight. And I pinned I pinned the tweet from him talking to him being Michael Lombardi, him talking to Pat McAfee. And he lays out the reasoning behind why he does not think that Kyler Murray is going to play. Basically, the NFL teams have figured out, and I'm doing a very poor job of, of paraphrasing his words, but the NFL teams have, have figured out a way to not have to pony up that money. Jerry, you know the rule about guaranteed money, and the, the owner of the team has to like scratch that check of the day of the contract. Yep. Okay. Well, in the case of these new contracts, like you heard it with, with Jalen Hurts, you'll hear it with, with Joe Burrow when he gets it. It has an injury guarantee. That is, is is a way of these owners not having to give that money to them all at one time, gives them more working capital. I'm not going to explain business to you. Go check out the tweet. But because of that, you know that Kyler Murray started on the pup. So, so with Kyler Murray on the pup, if they bring him back and he gets injured, now they're on the hook for like $56 million. Yeah. And... Rich Gannon, Monty Ossenfort, the new head coach and GM, they do not have any ties to Kyler. And they're what, they will want to trade Kyler at the end of the season. So Mr. Lombardi's thought is, is that, hey, they're not going to bring him back at all. This kind of made the rounds on Twitter today. Jerry, what are your thoughts on that and the thought that Kyler might not be back and what do you think it will do to his fantasy value? Uh, I mean, it's not going to be good. I mean, he plays indoors in Arizona. If there's ever a sanctuary for people to have long careers, I mean, look at all the people that go there to have a renaissance in their career because they got that that nice dry heat all the time. It helps those those achy bones. Randy's about ready. I mean, a couple more years, he's going to have to move to Glendale. I'm just kidding. No, Randy's dude, no. in ab- You're I, in immaculate I, I, shape. I, I know. I I am I am uh, uh, built like a 1972 uh, Datsun or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, all the all the emissions too that go with that. I I got a tough time believing that Kyler's not going to play there. I, I think the only chance that it really happens is if they are so bad that they get the first pick, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, right? They don't they don't have a good roster top to bottom. All of the good players are leaving there. So I mean, I could see it for sure. But well, I, 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 I don't want to be disrespectfully disagreeing, but this is the same conversation when I said Trey Lance was going to be the third stringer in San Francisco. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, it's a business move. It's not, it's not anything against your take or, or that. It's like, first of all, they don't like his attitude, right? He's very right. much a diva, and Gannon and Austin for, for are trying to change the culture in in Arizona, and we all assume but- they're tanking. I mean, if they have a team Call of Duty tournament, though, you're gonna want Kyler to be there. I, I, listen, if they 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 do like they they start picking up sides, or they, they, as the kids say, running teams in, in in Call of Duty, you do want Kyler on your team. I don't think they want a shitty attitude. I don't think they want to risk owing him fifty six million dollars and having him stuck on the roster in twenty twenty four. That's the other caveat that Lombardi mentioned in this little press junket is that all of the money becomes guaranteed and he's stuck on the roster next year. They yeah. can get out of his deal for $35 bucks. So you put him on the field, you risk winning games, which seems to be not necessarily, um, not necessarily in line with what they want to do. The dead cap number is like $35 bucks, which is a lot of money to us, but like for an NFL team, especially that one that's tanking that will have a bunch of cap room, 
Yeah, it's one year. Doesn't it seem? It's one, it's one year of QB salary, so it's not a huge amount when you consider it that way. And and, and the contract itself is is much more tradable because the majority of the money has already been paid through these first couple of years by Arizona. So I think it's way more possible. I'm Let's get into the dynasty spin. Hey, give me your dynasty spin on what you think this does to Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think it helps it, but if you are a believer, it gives you an opportunity. That is, that's what I can say about Kyler. Randy left me. If you're on YouTube, I don't know where he went. Uh, got a hurricane through Indiana, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, I am a guy that has a lot of Kyler Murray because I just liked guys that ran a bunch when I was young and stupid. And that's why I don't have a lot of Justin Fields now. I've sort of learned that lesson that this exact thing happens. But like, how much are you really going to pay for him if you want to buy him? Like, uh, I don't want like, to buy him. I know. I, I know. I know. I'm saying put the shoe on the other foot. Like if you want to buy him right now, like how much are you going to pay? I just don't, it's, it's tough. He's a, he's a tough person to value right now because if you have him, you're probably better just holding on to him unless you can get rid of him for just a first. But I don't know if Kyler people will do that. That just, that seems, seems like it's not going to be viable. And I might have to just run this sucker by myself. I got Kevin behind the window. Kevin, you about ready to pop in? We're about to run this bad boy. Oh, there's there's daddy. Let me run a quick timeout for my new friends at AG1. Now, AG1 is something that I've given a try because I'm a gym bro, but I'm also a meathead. And I needed something to round out that gym bro lifestyle. And I did it because I hate the taste and texture of the foods that I would have to eat in order to get what I get from AG1. AG1 is setting me up with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients, supports my energy, gives me focus, strength, and clarity. AG1 has a broad spectrum of micronutrients and phytonutrients to keep the body nourished all day long. Now, I drink my AG1 in the middle of the afternoon. I reach for the AG1 as opposed to another cup of coffee in the afternoon or another energy drink. AG1 supports the energy that I need throughout the day without the caffeine crash. And I love caffeine, but this is my new little habit that delivers big benefits in an area that I need. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packets with your first purchase. Now, Go to drinkag1.com forward slash dynasty. That's drinkag1.com forward slash dynasty. Check it out. There is links in the show notes. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm having some some technical difficulty. Uh, I'm going to have J- producer Kevin jump in and give his producing two cents on Kyler, and 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 I say that you know with all due respect. Kevin did a great job of doing some shows with me. I'm going to try to get my computer acting right, but uh, let's hear a word from uh, Big Kev. What's going on, everybody? Oh, We're just jumping yes. on here. We're live. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> uh, so, Kyler, man, this thing is a mess. Um, there's definitely some some issues here. It seems to me that there's no chance he plays this year, right? I mean, it just seems, it seems like, like it. 
first off, did you see what Jonathan Gannon said? Uh, did you see the clip? Did you? What yeah. did you drive to work today? Oh, it's just rough. Uh, the vibes in their Arizona are just so bad, and there's no chance that they just saw Caleb Williams play uh, over this weekend, and they're just like, yeah, we're we're going to not win some games here. So I don't see how there's any way that Kyler even suits up this year. Uh, it just came out actually. I just got a sleeper alert that uh, Clayton Toon looks like he is going to be starting game one. Yeah, I saw. So, I mean, we're getting a late pick here I mean, starting day one. That, that just, yeah, that just has to show that they want to lose. Yeah, you're making you're making no effort to go even sign anybody, and you're just letting yeah. some guy just show up. And Mike Kinney in the chat said that he got traded Kyler in a second for Daniel Jones. That's wild. I wow. mean, I, I, I never would have guessed that. And I, I like Daniel Jones. I have a shitload of Daniel Jones, but... I would have not guessed his value had dipped that low. I've seen well, some wild am, trades already back. online. I'll dip uh, out now. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, no. You're, you're in now. You're in the rest of the show yeah. because right, in cool. case I got to pull the ripcord again, um, there's apparently internet issues here at my home. I actually missed a podcast uh, appearance this morning because of internet issues, and I thought we had them resolved. So we're gonna we're gonna run this the rest of the way. With Dr. Kyle, um, I mentioned Trey Lance. Do either one of you guys have anything to add besides I was right, Jerry? Does it does that feel like a good time to mention that I was right when I said that he was going to be the third stringer in in San Francisco? And the cool thing is, is not only was he a third stringer, he's a third stringer twice because now he's the third stringer in Dallas behind Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. Listen, Tell Jerry me I was Jones, right. Jerry Jones is playing Superflex. He needs a nice third quarterback. I mean, what happens if one of his starters and his Superflex guys goes down? He needs the backup to just just pop in there. That's a great point. Uh, you, you know, I, I I heard this the other day, and, and I thought, you know, that's a good question. Can you name the developmental quarterback that that actually worked out in the NFL? Can can you think of like the like the guy that was quote unquote developmental that actually panned out? uh kirk cousins probably is probably the closest he wasn't developmental though he was a fourth rounder he wasn't a first rounder that that you were trying to develop well josh allen probably Uh, that's a good one yeah i think i I think i think josh allen's close yeah i i I think you you know what this is why i love the chat i love love the chat love harry in the in the chat harry snowman he said geno smith cool in eight years, when when Trey Lance <laughs> turns thirty-one, that's right. Hang on, baby. Hang on. Do not Listen, let go of uh, you. Of, you of you laugh, but there are dynasty teams that are still holding on to Corey Davis, and he retired. And people had Andrew Luck until like three weeks ago. So I mean, yeah, you know, they will hold you know, on. We're psychopathic people. The, the, I, I'm going to do this as a part of a, of a patron podcast, but you know, as it relates to these guys. You're going to be wrong one way or the other. So when this negative avalanche of news starts hitting you, like an avalanche, see what I did there, avalanche of news, just let it go because you're going to be wrong one way or the other. You're either going to be wrong that you let go too early or you're going to be wrong on, on your analysis. You're going to be wrong. I would rather be – I was like – I was wrong and I was right on Trey Lance. I was right to get out for, from under him way before all this happened. And I've yet to be wrong on trade Lance Jerry. So we'll just move on to one of your favorite guys. Okay. Josh Jacobs. Now okay. he re-signed uh, anything with his dynasty value for you, Mr. Jacobs. Uh, I think it's still the same as it was. I, 
I think Josh Jacobs is still going to be a very valuable asset for another two years. It doesn't matter where he goes because wherever Josh Jacobs is going to go, he's going to be the guy. It it may take a slight dip just because he's going to have a little bit of competition as to where right now it is him and a cloud of dust, but I, just his age is going to cause his value to decrease a little bit as it is. And I think that's sort of built into that. I don't, I don't think it's any different. I think he's fine. He may emerge as more of a value if anything, but that's what he's sort of been his whole career outside of his rookie year. And this off season, those are really the only two times that dude has his stock market value has peaked. I'd say for Josh Jacobs, I think if you need a, if you're in a win now mode, he is a absolute target for sure. I, I'd, the fact that he re-upped for a one-year deal, what was it, $12 million he got? It was a little bit more than the franchise tag, but I just think they're just going to ride him to the wheels fall off, honestly. like, yeah, It's kind of a shame to say that, but like, it just makes sense for the Raiders to do that. And just like, if they want, they can either just cut ties next year, tag him again. Uh, to me, though, it's if, if you're looking at just this year, it's a layup to me to, to go get him specifically for this year. And like, like Jerry said, probably even for next year, too. Even if, like, let's say Buffalo falls short again. Okay, they have James Cook, who's a pretty good pass catcher, but they want to get somebody who's going to get him over the top. Okay. Sure. Boop. Sign Josh Jacobs. Dynasty community goes absolutely fucking bananas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so a lot can happen. Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, he was, he was on the... He was on the uh, the bus list for a couple of our guests last week, so I would I would be careful. I think they're just going to run him into the ground, but I think he's only like twenty five, uh, yeah. maybe twenty six. I mean, he's this is it's all downhill from here, but I think you can get one more one more peak season out of him. Um, no other real news. We'll talk Jerry Judy here in just a minute in the injury corner, um, but that was the news. And now we're going to go to a trade, Jerry. You want to talk trades? Yeah, I always want to talk trades. All right, well, we have, a, we have a trade sounder. Why wouldn't we have a trade sounder? Hey, traders. Now, there are days in our trading career when we as traders trade poorly and end up losing. So on those days, we look for inspiration. Jerry, we're the inspiration cool. people. are. It, it, it does sound like me. It sounds just like me. Uh, this trade is from one of our patrons. That's how you get a trade read on the air. It's from patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. This comes from one of our longer standing patrons. His name is Diddy. Could be Sean Combs. I don't know. I've always known him as Diddy. He's a Michigan fan and a Michigan man. But Gross. today he's, he, he sent in the chat, he said, Deontay Johnson or two 2024 seconds. Jerry, I'm going to throw this one to you. Not even close, Deontay Johnson. I just That's he, what I thought. But The man, the man is not going to get zero touchdowns again. Listen, if he gets zero touchdowns again, mark my words, Kevin, you're good at editing. Save this clip. Sure. I will eat a sandal on this show if he Love gets it. zero touchdowns again. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Now, now, do you want like an injury? You want like an injury risk in there? Oh, obviously. I mean, we're reasonable people. Listen, I, I mean. Not a huge one. We'll go like size under double digit. If you buy a size sixteen sandal, you know I, I don't really want to eat that one. But we got like a size nine flip flop. Mine. And you know what it's going to be? It's going to be better than British food. Correct. <laughs> uh, Randy, do you know uh, leg size and format? The Harry Snowman would like to know that. Uh, uh, 12? Yep. 
12, 12 team, just normal, like a normal league. Yeah, 12, 12 team, team super flex tight end premium. Yep. Yeah, we're I'm also taking, in this league. I'm taking Deontay Johnson all, all day. I, sure. I was. I'm. I, I am now out of that league for sure. <laughs> I, I I am uh, I am back to having uh, technical difficulties. So, um, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. You look like hell, but it's fine. You always. Have. I, I'm, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the camera off and see if that. Uh, if that helps. Sounds good. All right. How do I sound now? Great. I'm still looking at you though. Oh, oh there we go. Look at this I guy like with it. the goat district helmet. Okay. Ooh, I like that. He's, he's, he's a company it's, man. It's we're, we're we're a company man. So my thought on this, this was a smash. I'm like, only if you're sending Deontay Johnson to me, would you take those two seconds. Oh, oh, that is the only way that that I would expect you to take uh, in, in in two seconds. I love Deontay Johnson. Like we hate targets. Do you hate targets? I love targets. Targets are great. Targets are what help you win. Uh, and this was a a stat from oh my goodness, um, Dynasty McNamara, Jordan Jordan McNamara. The last three years in targets, Deontay Johnson has finished as wide receiver six, wide receiver two, wide receiver six in targets over the last three seasons. All right, that encompasses a lot of quarterbacks and and a lot of different players, and you know throwing him the football. And dude, I love what I've seen out of this offense. Two seconds is an absolute steal for a trade. So that is our trade segment. That is going to be called the trade corner. We'll have that every week. Uh, thanks to our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Um, we also do a trade podcast for them now on Mondays. You also get the show early and ad free. And I have a guest on there tomorrow. And we're going to talk about all these delicious dynasty trades over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. But uh, what about rookies, Kev? I see the look on your face. You ready to talk rookies, Jerry? Little rookies? Come on. Always ready to talk about rookies. Been been talking about rookies for months. You think I'm not ready for this one? Stop it. This is the whole show. Well, this is a different type of, of rookie. This is the rookies that are not yet in the league, but will be in the league next year now i i don't know what i was thinking maybe i wasn't thinking but we have our boy dallas dallas Hyder. he hosts the rookie rundown he popped in he was the first guest last week in the clip show and you know he does a tremendous job covering everything college football college players all the way up through week one and he'll be jumping right back into the debbie window and but i thought to myself it's like wait a second we got to give Dally the week off. You know, he just bought a house. He's got a real job. Uh, he's remodeling. He'll be back here next week. He'll be giving us like, like you know, a, a clip. He'll be popping in and be covering his favorite rookies. But, dude, from a quarterback perspective, I mean, are we looking at like one of the best classes that we've seen in a while, Jerry, with Caleb Williams, with Quinn Ewers, with uh, Drake May, um, Michael Penix Jr. on top of others? I mean, it's looking like a really good, really, really good QB class for super flex leagues. Yeah, it does, which makes it pretty easy. Uh, it's also going to make it hard to acquire picks in about eight weeks because the more we see these guys and they keep exploding for touchdowns like Michael Penix and like Caleb Williams and everybody did this week, it's going to be tough to acquire those picks. But yeah, always excited. Um, I also want to see where they go, though, because we also had guys like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. And we got some quarterback, Will Levis. Like we had a good quarterback class this year. I'm not super excited about any of them, really. Like I'm, I'm intrigued to see Anthony Richardson to see what he can do. 
Uh, we're going to talk about two of the other ones later. So we'll see. I need I need to see where they go, how that situation. But th- there's a couple. And actually, not to talk good things about Michigan, but J.J. McCarthy is a guy that could absolutely jump up into the top 5, 10 picks if he does what he seems like he's going to do. And take it from Jerry. I, I Jerry's saying to... something good about a Michigan guy. <laughs> That's very, it's take, very take, true. Take that for sure with a lot. Yeah. And then Kevin, there's the the Michigan, not the Michigan quarterback, the Notre Dame quarterback, also setting the league on fire. I don't know that if he's draft eligible or not, but this is where no, we need old, Dallas. He's an old man, Sam Hartman. Yeah, Sam Hartman is. Uh, yeah, he are, he's he's an older dude for sure. Yeah, he's a grandpa. Well, then, then, he, then was at, he was at Wake Forest for a while. Well, then he's definitely three years post high school. Yes, definitely. He is definitely eligible. He uh, had an ACC record 110 touchdown passes during his time at Wake. Holy but, uh, cow! This guy is old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, this is this kind of crazy to say. It kind of reminds me of the class of twenty twenty one a little bit. Like you know, we had a lot of quarterbacks at the top of the draft, which then like filtered in a lot of skilled players. Like you know, Chase went really far in, in rookie drafts, and uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Like you, some people got Devontae Smith at the back end of the first round. Like so, like title teams were drafting yeah. Devontae Smith. Um, so I was just wondering if that could end up being like this, like teams are going to need quarterbacks. Uh, the league has had pretty good quarterbacks, not as good as like the Eli Manning days were just like, basically there was like 26 phenomenal quarterbacks. Um, the league kind of needs to be pushed for, to have more good quarterbacks around. So I'm just wondering, like, there's always quarterback needy teams. Uh, I can name a few on top of my head, but, um, I'm sure they're going to go high. A bunch of these guys, you know, Drake may look very good. Caleb Williams look phenomenal for to name the top two, at least Memphis is gone. I'll keep riffing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I just, I'm just wondering like, this is, you definitely want to have some 2024 picks after, you know, week one of college football. Uh, it just really seems like uh, there's just going to be a lot of talent. And if you are like a middle of the road team might not be the worst spot. Good. Good. Jay. I think, I think the best thing that you said was that it could push down those skill position players oh, yeah. because because everybody gets so horny about quarterbacks in super flex drafts just because they're young and they're pretty. And when you think about it, we have had a lot of Trey Lances and RG threes in our time. And I mean, Gino to an extent, I mean, this, this kind of stuff happens. So I don't, that's why I just, we've had too many smash prospects that have just been great. And then like Trevor Lawrence is probably one of the better prospects that we've had in the last decade ish outside of Andrew Luck. And even he came in and struggled. Sure. And it, 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 is Caleb Williams better than him? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't. So I don't know. It's, it's tough. I get, it's week one of college football right. and they played a bunch of oversized high school kids. No disrespect to them. Every single one of those oversized high school kids could pummel me until I cried. <laughs> but I'm not ready to call them ready for the NFL, but all right, we're just, we're just going to keep rolling. Cause I don't know what he's doing. So let's keep talking about rookies this year. Um, who do you think is going to set the league on fire? Ooh, you got it. You got anybody off the top of your head? I, I got, I got a guy. So you didn't get to prepare, which is unfortunate. It, it's actually nice to be sitting in this chair and doing this to somebody else <laughs> rather than having Randy just do it to me all the time. So yeah, the, I will. Yeah. I, I got a guy though. I can't. I can okay. Do. Shoot. So off the top of the head, I've been really targeting Zay Flowers, which I'm kind of regretting. I was not targeting him a ton in drafts. 
Um, I kind of was looking at like a Jordan Addison tier and then like a kind of a drop with QJ and Zay Flowers. And I kind of regret that now, I think already. Um, he just like can separate so well. And I think just the league is transforming now where basically players, you need like the quick players, you need to separate because the quarterbacks aren't as accurate now. Um, and I think just Zay Flowers is just like just absolute stud. And Bateman's never been able to stay healthy. Um, I just really think, yeah, he, yeah exactly. Bateman and, sucks. And Todd Monken, they're probably going to pass more. That's all we hear about. We've heard about that all offseason. Everybody's high on the Ravens. Um, so I, if they're going to play more run and gun and stuff, I, it, to me it's just – and Odell's also washed. What's up, Memphis? And, yeah, no, I just – for Zay Flowers for me to be – take away from the obvious, but, like, that's that's my, my one answer. Randy, who, who's your who's your rookie that's going to set the league on fire this year? Uh, I think it's going to be Jalen Hyatt. Ooh, you know, I, 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 I when I, I say on I'm fire, I mean with his me. feet, huh? I, I mean with his feet. I, I, I like the the I got a chip on my shoulder. You know, I, I saw today that Tank Dell has the name of every wide receiver drafted in front of him uh, written down. I'm I'm sorry, that was cool when Amon Ross St. Brown did it. It's corny as shit when he does. I'm just gonna keep it a hundred right there, kids. Uh, hello, fellow youths. But I. I He's the fastest player to be, you know, tracked speed wise, like in the microchip in the shoulder pad since since Tyreek Hill. And there's enough weapons. There's not good weapons. Don't hear what I'm not saying. There's enough weapons around him in New York with Darren Waller healthy for now. Paris Campbell healthy. Stop me if you've heard these before. Healthy, healthy for now. Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Darius Slayton. There's just uh, there's just a bunch of random dudes. But I mean, like, let me just let me help you right there. <laughs> you know, there, there, there's an NFL third round, fourth round wide receiver. I think he was a third round, if memory serves. Uh, just sets the league on fire, and that's going to be him, man. I, I want it to be Michael Wilson. I love Michael Wilson, um, but in this offense, I just see him getting behind a lot of uh, secondaries because you still got to respect. Saquon Barkley, it's it's going to be a better than advertised offense, and it's part of the reason why I like Danny Dimes so much this year. So my guys, you know, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, I went with Roshan just because I think Dante Foreman is not good, and I don't think he's been very good the whole time he's been hashtag rele- analysis had been relevant to me and this podcast because we started this podcast before, and he at Texas was just a big guy that ran straight and not much really changed. And he was mostly irrelevant for most of it. And till last year he had a little bit and it got him a new contract. Bless your sweetheart. I'm glad for you. I hope it sets you up with generational wealth. Other than that, I just think Roshan is better than him. And I think he will emerge pretty quickly and he's relatively cheap. Now, granted in the redraft leagues that I've done, He's going way ahead of Dante Foreman, and he's probably a little too overpriced for that. But I just think that's going to be Roshan's backfield before, before time, before long. And, and I know uh, Kev said Zay Flowers, which the, all these guys are trending up. But I think Roshan Johnson and Jalen Hyatt are going to give you a little bit more of a buying window than Zay Flowers. A, a first of all, I think you're right. And by the way, a little side note: this is what happens when you participate in the chat. Harry Snowman, you're goddamn right. Tajay Spears is going to light the league on fire. I, I think, and, and no offense to Harry or to, to Kev, but I think Trey, I think Tajay Spears and Zay Flowers are, you know, becoming a little bit too trendy. 
And I, I didn't pick Jalen Hyatt because he's trendy or not trendy. I just think that he's you know, a little under the radar, a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier to obtain. I 100% advocate for going to get Tajay Spears and Zay Flowers, but I, I do love Roshan as well. But what about flops, Kevin? Do you have a flop? Or Jerry, what about you? Do you have a flop? Who wants to who wants to flop first? Like a Four belly rookie. flop. Yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. Here, I'll give I'll give you some time to think. So I, I went with Bryce Young. He's just he's a little guy newly entering the league, not tons of weapons. I mean, it's not a dreadful situation. It's just an uphill battle. And I just I really think it's gonna fall flat. And there's a lot of people that took him 101 or 102, excuse me, sorry. Um I just, it's going to be tough for me. I don't, he got early first round picks spent on him. And I think that is just, that smells, I don't want to say Trey Lancey, but it, he's the newest sort of QB that we spent high rookie picks on that just didn't emerge. I don't love it. And, and, and I, I said it earlier, I don't feel great about really a lot of these guys. Let me let me ask you, Kevin, um, before you give us yours, because I'm going to tie back into the the rookie QB. How did you rank the rookie QBs for Dynasty Superflex? Obviously, Kevin, how did you have them ranked coming in? I was more of a Stroud guy. I just thought he was always better in college. Truthfully, I thought he actually probably should have been the number one overall pick. Um, but oh, that's over Bryce Young. But actually, I had a rich by a landslide. Actually, in his own tier above all of them. Um, I just think like if he hits you know, you're talking like top, top tier fancy guy, which to me, I'm a swing for the fence type of guy. Um, yep. So I had a rich by himself and then Stroud pretty much by himself. And then Bryce young pretty much below that. And then, you know, the rest of the guys, but for the three starter, that's how I pretty much like, I kind of like Jerry said, like, I just, I'm not really sold on Bryce young. Totally. Uh, I'm more of a CJ Stroud guy, but yes, that's how I ranked him for sure. Well, I want to uh, burst your bubble because my bust is, is CJ Stroud. But I I, 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 th- I think that's fair though. I, I I'm not I, I'm not opposed I'm, to it, but I am more of a Stroud guy too. Well, he went 11 for 18 for 89 yards, one touchdown, one interception in the preseason, and this was against base generic vanilla defenses. Didn't see a ton of blitzes. Didn't see a bunch of exotic coverages. And I just no offense, it's not just Justin Fields hate. It's Ohio State quarterback hate. When you get five first-round wide receivers every single year and it's see it, throw it, I got news for you. You don't have see it, throw it wide receivers on this team. Tank Dell's okay, that list of wide receivers drafted in front of him notwithstanding. I'm rooting for John Mechie. I think Dalton Schultz Schultz may get, what, 190,000 bajillion million targets this year? Him and the running backs? It's it's not good. And we see this every year, and it's like, I don't mind these project quarterbacks. That's why, as a Colts fan and as a dynasty gamer, I don't mind A. Rich in Indianapolis. He's got Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen has a track record of working with two, with two different but very high potential quarterbacks that we didn't love. At least a lot of people didn't love coming out in Justin Herbert and and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was basically left by left for dead. Hello, I'm I'm that person. I'm guilty. Of that, com- of that conversation, but you enter in a really sharp offensive mind like Shane Steichen, save the day. I don't think that that Bobby Slowick is that guy in, in Houston. I mean, he was a guy who – here's his here's his resume direct from Wikipedia. He had 
three random offensive assistant positions on San Francisco. Passing game coordinator, you know, this he he was a defensive assistant two times and one stint at PFF. We made fun of the guy last year. I don't even remember his name, nor do I care. He's now a, an offensive assistant in Carolina with Frank Reich to Jerry's guy, Bryce Young. And that was the guy the Colts just when they put Jeff Saturday in charge of the organization. He was a guy who had basically called plays on Madden. This guy's never called plays. He has no weapons really outside of Damian Pierce to call plays for. The upsides, the offensive line's good, but he's got a defensive-minded head coach. I do not love what's surrounding C.J. Stroud. I just don't think they've they've set him up for success, and if he doesn't succeed, he's not going to succeed for Dynasty. So that is that is why I have him as a, as a bust. There is no see it and throw it in the NFL. Uh, you know, when when whether it's Chris Olave or it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or the guy who's uh, both first and last name start with E. I'm not even going to attempt to try to pronounce his name. Emeka <laughs> Egbuka. Yeah, just that's him. When these guys are running wild and, and and free down the down the sideline, awesome. You know, you can hit them wide open, but it doesn't work that way in the NFL. And here's my challenge, and maybe Stroud could be the first one, but name the Ohio State quarterback that's been successful in the NFL. They, they don't exist. I, I'm not, I, don't, I remember Cardell Jones. I remember the other guy that was also a Texan that they tried to convert to like a wide – was it Braxton Miller? That sound Braxton right? Braxton Miller. Braxton yeah. Miller. I mean yeah. – Terrell Pryor, Pryor he, he had the big run. He had the 90-some yard run with the it, spin. It, it, it's put up or shut up year for Justin Fields. And as good as he's been as a runner, he's not been a good passer. He's a sub-60% passer. So there's this long line of inefficient quarterbacks coming out. I don't, you know, and I'll wrap it up with this. You have really, you have really talented guys like Andrew Luck who could overcome the dysfunction of the Colts. You had Trevor Lawrence who could overcome the dysfunction of the Jacksonville Jaguars and double that with Urban Meyer. I don't think CJ Stroud is talented enough to overcome the dysfunction of the rabbi, you know, GM. And I think he may be gone, uh, Easterby and Casario and this this owner's son, another Ursa. It's a mess in Houston. So if he doesn't fail, I'm not going to blame it all on the kid. Just don't love it. I think he flops. Kev? And they don't they don't have their first round pick next year to even restock the, the team, right? Well I I, yeah, I don't yeah I mean you, you would love to think Anderson that trade. You know, you know think about it. If they finish as the second worst team in the NFL, they could have drafted in Marvin Harrison. Yep. And they, they ain't going to do that now. No. They so gave they, 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 they gave away they, they they gave away the the keys to the kingdom. Why? Because they have a defensive minded head coach who only wants to play defense. You see a pattern here with with me with with how I'm seeing this. You know, for as much as I got Jalen Hurts wrong, what I got wrong with Jalen Hurts was the fact they put Devonta Smith and AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. Oh, and they had an offensive minded head coach, and they they had a um a, a, a very sharp up and coming you know young offensive mind. Fields and Stroud for this conversation have neither, none of the above, you know. So I I, I don't want to go down a Justin Fields rant. We'll never in the, in this goddamn podcast. Uh, Kev, <laughs> Kev, did did, did you uh, did, did did you have anything from a rookie bust perspective? I, I I'm calling this uh, this is a lower guy. You guys kind of said some top tier guys, but I'm gonna go a little deeper. Um, I think Luke Musgraves had a lot, a lot, a lot of hype lately, and he's really, really got a lot of steam lately. And I think just when you're comparing him to, whether it's Laporta, 
or it's um, Dalton Kincaid. I just think rookie tight ends don't work out. And I think Kincaid and Laporta can be some outliers there. Uh, but I think Luke Musgrave, even though he's running with the ones and probably going to play a lot, and actually has Tyler Kraft behind him, another rookie. But I just think that there's a little too much team here, and uh, a lot of people are drafting him in tight end premium leagues and excited about him. I just think this is a guy that's going to maybe disappoint a little bit. Um, and really, I think those short, intermediate routes are going to go to Jaden Reed, and they're going to run the ball a lot. And you got Christian Watson. And so mainly I'm just going to take a take the, you know, just because you're going to get in so much steam lately. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There's a, there's quite a bit of miles to feed B yeah. that's also just supposing that Jordan love can get it to people. We don't, right. we don't even know that yet. Uh, I almost put Sam Laporta on this list. I ended up pivoting and going with the quarterback just to go a little spicier, but I agree with you, man. Yeah. yeah I, sure. I like Laporta, the athlete. And I think he's going to be the, the tight end that we're going to look back from this class. I think it's going to be him or, or Michael Mayer. No offense, Jerry. I know you're big, big, I, I tell you what, the, the more I look at Michael Mayer, the more I like him. Uh, I know we've already done our guy to set the league on fire, but limited target competition in Las Vegas with the Raiders. You've got Devontae Adams. And, and let me ask you a little quick question as we pivot to like some, some veterans, some, some, some men of age. Have you ever seen a tight end do real well in a Josh McDaniels offense? Maybe uh, Rob Gronkowski. Maybe Aaron Hernandez, maybe even at the same time. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that he had like one of the best college dominator ratings in, in the history of playerprofiler.com. I'm just throwing that out one. That, that one's free. That one's on the house. So we're going to move. We're going to move to prime. We're going to move to prime age. So when I say prime, I mean like 26 to 28. Jerry, Not like Deion that? Sanders. Because we, we, I figured we got to bring up Deion Sanders. He's everywhere on the uh, planet right now. Yes, first, he first, is. It, it, it's so. funny you say that. I, I am rooting for Coach Prime, but uh, th- I'm rooting th- for the Cornhuskers to absolutely fist fuck them. Well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think that's going to happen because you know. <laughs> I don't in either. In college football, you can out talent people, and Dion clearly has. When he said he's bringing his his luggage, and it's Louie, he wasn't kidding, dude. That, that those those guys look great. I was going to I, I was going to ask Dallas, like I said, you know, he's enjoying the lake and the boat. Uh, I'll ask him to do that next week for the the rookie corner. I'll ask him to do like a five minute piece on is it Travis Hunter? I know the last name's Hunter. For Travis sure. Hunter, yeah, yes, Travis. You know, Hunter. you know, you know. I, I heard a lot of people, you know, talking about there was a, a a guy in the NFL who did this. You know, the best example, I, but but the guy was like in like the '60s or something. The best comparable I can give the modern day sports fan to what that that Hunter kid did yesterday was Shohei Otani. You see a guy who literally dominates on the pitching mound, and you see a guy who absolutely rakes home runs in, in, at the plate. This kid yesterday, I, I heard this stat on a podcast this morning, played a hundred and I think it was one hundred and twelve or one hundred and twenty snaps on a hundred and five degree field, and absolutely kicked ass and took names. Those are the kind of athletes that you know. I, I wanted you know Dallas to be able to to break down for us, but uh, I do love I do, do love me some prime Deion Sanders. Speaking of prime, but but Jerry, who is the prime wide receiver right now that that you think is going to flop this year? Just right. going to flop, maybe fall a tier, maybe going to fall too. All right, here's what we got to do though: no rants. Okay, Randy, I'm looking at you. Give me a yes before I say the name. <laughs> I already know who this is going to be. Okay. <laughs> it's DJ Moore. Yeah. 
So, oh, dude. First of all, I turned I turned in my my DJ Moore, uh, card carrying proud member of the cult, a uh, membership card when he went to Chicago. And here's the thing, real quick before I go on a rant. If you think if you if you think Justin Fields is going to do something, his season long player prop over at FanDuel is twenty seven hundred and fifty and a half yards. So if you think he's going to do all of that, that's like 160 yards a game. Just show me a ticket. Show me a ticket. Show me 20 bucks. Show me that, hey, I have faith. I'm walking the righteous path because his passing prop on the season is less than Sam Howell. Anyway, back to DJ Moore. You don't have to convince me. I just convinced you. That's true. You did. That says everything. A, DJ Moore's never really done tons of stuff. He's always been good enough, right? But... Now, for some reason, there's a there's a chunk of the NFL that thinks the Bears are going to be awesome. And maybe it's just the Honolulu blue bias that I have. I, I can't. I, I just don't see it. I don't at all. Uh, and I, just, I, I don't see it. I mean, they, this dude passed 200 yards twice last season. Let's say he grows exponentially that means he will throw over 200 yards six times which is not good enough for me to draft dj Moore in the fourth round which is where he's going no thank you that's there that was quick that was painless that was easy quick and pain quick quick and painless i I will just say this about dj Moore: if he was truly talented and he is talented don't get me wrong 1100 yards all these seasons in a row five touchdowns all these seasons in a row if he was if he was really a quarterback maker he he would have made baker mayfield last year he would have made Sam Darn. Those guys didn't get any better. As a matter of fact, they both played worse. I've done this rant. I'm not doing it again. You've sold me on DJ Moore. I, I want to finish mine because I didn't get to do him as my dynasty bust for, for next season. I did it on the overtime segment last last week, and it's A.J. Brown. First of all, the fact that you That's can go – pretty can, spicy, buddy. Well, well, well just, just well, hang on to your britches. You can go consensus across multiple shops and – Someone's going to have to explain to me why he's going ahead of CeeDee Lamb in some shops. Why is he going ahead of Garrett Wilson? Why is he going ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown? Because I don't get it. Now, he's, 20, he, he's 26 years old. He's he's in his prime. He is in the window. But, you know, you remember the old song, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? Oh, classic. It, 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 it's, it's don't go chasing people coming off of career years. What did he do? He said a career high in game started with 16. The previous high? was 13 the year before. He's coming off of a career high in past 145. Career high in receptions. Career high in receiving yards. So basically, you could have basically taken eh, a little bit more. His 2019 and 2021 season smushed them together. And and that was basically last year's 1,500, 1,500-yard season. I just don't see it. I think Dallas Goddard, because you know, if, if we're going to assume he stays healthy, because that's what the pushback would be, is well, well, he was healthy last year. Cool. Then I get then I get to assume that Dallas Goddard stays healthy, and I get to assume that Devonta Smith stays healthy, and, and I just don't see, I just don't see how he can repeat those numbers. You're chasing an outlier. He's going to be 27, which is crazy to think that we're ready to throw these guys on the heap. Now, if he if he reverts back to his 2021. Or should be 2020, where he, you know, he he gets 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's fine. He's still going to be really good. But his competition is not Corey Davis anymore. That's right. And and I do believe that he's going to get passed by the Garrett Wilsons. 
He's going to be firmly passed by C.D. Lamb, as well as Amon Ross St. Brown. I think you're going to look from a guy that's consensus in that tier behind Jefferson and Chase. He's going to fall a tier, if not two. And, you know, God bless him. Hopefully he doesn't get injured if he stays if, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to fall to like that wide receiver eight-ish range next year. I think he's going to get leapfrog next year by Marvin Harrison Jr. coming into the league, to be quite honest. So that there's another spicy take. But yeah, it, I mean, that's probably pretty uh, close. But uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all of that said, he's going to fall. He's going to be fine, gang. He's going to be a back-end wide receiver one. You're talking yes. like wide receiver 10 to 15, have a hell of a season. I just don't think that. 88 catches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns is coming back. So, Kev, you're right there on the East Coast. You're right. You're an Eagles fan, I believe. I am. I, 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 smelled I, was, something. I was biting my tongue this whole time. I thought I smelled um, a rat. I just <laughs> – the only chance that this – they basically – health permitting. is The only chance he has a bad season is if Devontae Smith takes over and is the alpha, which – Maybe it's possible. I think he will on targets. I think he I, I don't, 100% I don't will on see targets. that. Uh, Jalen Hurts' first option is is A.J. Brown. He loves the quick, short slants. A.J. can just make, like, yak for days. He's truthfully, I, I, I believe, one of the top three to four most talented receivers in the NFL. Uh, dude is an absolute freak. Loves him in the red zone. Uh, and, and truthfully, I think when you compare him to the Titans, like, I, I just don't think you can compare seasons with that offense, with the Eagles offense. So, so that's, would be my pushback. I'll tell you my guy, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, that's, I still, still think AJ will be phenomenal, honestly, but, um, I'll go with Michael Pittman. That's my guy for boy, Kevin. bus this year. Um, Michael Pittman, I think more or less it's it's more for actually it's funny I'm sending it back to you on the cold side. <laughs> As I say, uh, I feel like this is personal, but I'm going to pretend it's not. Yeah, it really wasn't. As a we could talk shit about Jamison Williams after this too, if you want. <laughs> um, no, I just think that he's still got he's go, still going really high. Um, I just don't really see. I think this is going to be a really really do- rushing offense. Uh, obviously, with a rich, uh, I think a rich has a lot to figure out still. Um, as much as I love him and, and excited for him, I think it's going to be kind of rocky for the receivers. And I think they're just not going to see the consistency there in Indianapolis that you've seen in the past from like, you know, just your generic quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. I, I just think with Michael Pittman, it's, it's just, he's, he's a big name and everybody like, you know, really likes him. He's a good phenomenal prospect. And, but, so I just think that the situation is just ugly and he's in his prime and he's probably really not finding himself in this good situation for a couple of years. So truthfully, I'd, I'd be trying to get off of him right now for sure. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jerry? You know, I wanted 
to actually put him in my jump a tier just because I like him. And then I, as I was driving home, I was like, Jerry, do you want to rely on Anthony Richardson getting this man to that level? And I was like, that is just bad process. So Kevo, I'm with you. It hurts my soul. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but, but, but you're not wrong. Like I, I, I think he's one of those guys that could talent wise go to the next level, but that situation is just not conducive to it. Yeah, and, and I'm I I for as a Colts fan, I agree. I mean, what are we looking for? We're looking for volume. We're looking for value. If if I'll go ahead and just bring in my guy because I've been talking about him for a week, but we've not been talking about him a lot from a dynasty perspective. It's it's Chris Godwin. What are we missing? He's 27 years old. He's right in the peak of this window. It's it's Chris Godwin. It's like, this is what I was talking about with A.J. Brown and to Jerry's point, D.J. Moore and even Michael Pittman. It's like, if you let us, and not us, because we're more, we're more pragmatic and practical here at the Dynasty Warzone. But if you let Dynasty gamers down one season, you might as well be a turd in the punch bowl. And if you're an injury-riddled guy who plays all of the games, you're clearly back. This is the Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley corollary. It's like, we forget the two years. We forget 20... 20 and 2021 where they got hurt a lot that doesn't matter because they played all the games last year so that's the only thing that could happen this year and 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 in spite of coming off of an acl now he tore that acl like right around new year's eve so december 30th we'll say of of 2021 comes back plays a 22 season like nine months removed 10 months removed from the acl plays 15 games has 140 targets plays real well and i get that baker mayfield sucks we just referenced this but he's the he's the target guy. He's the create separation naturally guy. I think Mike Evans is going to struggle. I don't think they can afford to trade him. Uh, again, this is why I listen to a lot of non dynasty podcasts. Again, I was listening to Lombardi. So enabled to be so enabled to be able to pay all their players next year, or sorry, next week, next week, the, the a week from Saturday, their fifty three man roster. They don't have enough cap room to do that right now. The only way they can do it is restructure someone who makes a lot of money. That's going to be Mike Evans, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Now, he may get traded at the trade deadline, but I think this is bad for Mike Evans, and I think it's good for Rashad White and Chris Godwin. Um, and I'm not deviating too far from guys that I like because I don't force-feed you know content on this show. Um, it's not how I do it. These are the guys that I'm sticking to. A lot of other fantasy analysts, they're like, they'll have 57 guys, and they'll just, you know, if they if they hit on 25 they're going to tell you about it and forget about the other you know 30 or whatever but that's how i roll i love chris godwin jerry what you got chris godwin anything good uh, yeah i mean I, i'm with you i think that's, I he's think that's cool. it's okay hey. he's boring he's he's boring you can it, say he's boring he's 27 is, I, the, the worst targets the worst tweet <laughs> i ever had was i i tweeted something along the lines of you remember when everybody liked Chris Godwin and thought he was going to be dynasty relevant. And then like two and a half years later, he finishes as dynasty wide receiver two, And I ate shit. It was like, everybody decided to search for Chris Godwin that season. And I got quote tweeted 175 fucking times, but that's fine. I, I embrace my L's. Uh, he, he, I, by the my, way, the, the year he tore his ACL, he tore it in week 16, uh, 15, excuse me, tore it in week 15, of 2021 in spite of missing the last three games he was the wide receiver 15 and if you go all the way up to the to the minute he was injured he finished that season 
as the he was at that point. So the week he got injured, which was week fifteen, he was the wide receiver six on the season. I mean, that's pretty good. It, Where are you guys on the? the uh, oh, sorry, Jake. No, no, no. Shoot. Where are you guys on the? Uh, I've heard this comparison a lot with Geno Smith last year. Everybody was off of Geno with some really good weapons with DK Lockett. Um, where do you guys on that question for both of you? Really, where, where are you guys on that with Baker? You know, Evans and uh, Chris Godwin. We are a long-standing anti-Baker podcast here, my friend. That's uh, <laughs> listen, listen. It, it, if you need a QB three, if you need it, like Jerry Jones, if you need your Trey Lance, you got you got to slap that bad boy on on your roster in case somebody gets hurt. You could do worse than Baker. He he does have a lot, and and. Well, I, I'm glad it's him and not Trask, but go ahead. I got Randy smirking. He's chomping at the bit. Just go. You know, Baker Mayfield was the last time that the dynasty world wanted to fight me. He came <laughs> off the rookie year. I was like, guys, this guy's not any fucking good. And they're like, oh, and then, oh and then, but then they signed Odell Beckham, yeah, baby. Yeah, oh, of, of course they did. And we saw we saw how that worked out. And, and listen, I've I've got plenty of misses too. I already said I I, I missed on on Jalen Hurts, but I. I I have a process and I'm going to stick to that process and he does not bother me though. I I think he actually helps. I think that Kate Otten, if you play in a two tight end league, or if you're looking for that, that upside guy, because, you know, Harry mentioned it earlier in the chat that, you know, garbage time question mark. I love garbage time. Garbage time is great in a PPR world. Rashad White, Kate Otten, Chris Godwin, they're just going to feast check down, check down. And Baker Mayfield, you know, not the bravest soul in the world. You think, and he doesn't. He doesn't have a bad arm. He doesn't have a great arm. You think he's chucking it down the boundary like Jameis to Mike Evans? Absolutely not. He knows that if he throws a bunch of interceptions, what happens? He gets pulled. Well, you think he's going to throw a bunch of interceptions? No. Who's going to keep him from throwing a bunch of interceptions? Chris Godwin, Kate Otten, Rashad White. It's a tale as old as time, Jerry. I I imagine it's funny because my guy's a guy that I don't have. I don't think anywhere. He's just, he was never really my style. I thought he was Golden Tate when he was a prospect. It's Christian Kirk. Oh, I thought you said Golden Taint. No, no. I would never besmirch the good name of Detroit Lion legend Golden Tate like that, ignoring the fact that he went to Notre Dame, of course. But Christian Kirk, the bro's been good the last two years. And he's the one that's under contract for four years and is paired up with Trevor Lawrence. And that dead cap is like, 26 million and then like 23 million or something so he's the one that's there kelvin ridley's contract guess what that is that's one year which 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 one of them is the reserve and which one is the face of the franchise as a pass catcher it's christian kirk so so that's my guy so if he if he pops off another 11 1200 which is what he has sort of done as he's grown these last couple of years as he's hitting his prime he's absolutely jumping up a tier Fun fact, Calvin Ridley is 28 and will be eight months old. 28 years and eight months old next week when the season kicks off. He is not a a spring chicken. And Jacksonville next year, I was looking, you know, they do have enough money to to, to sign him, but the only way they sign Calvin Ridley is by letting someone go. And they they did re-up Evan Ingram. I think not only is he a potential flop from a performance standpoint, it's just a, a volume standpoint. And I'm not going to use the same cliche that Jerry used earlier with a lot of mouths to feed. If, if Jerry ever gets the invite to mind a mansion with the Podfather, 
Jerry, well, Jerry is a prime candidate for the cliche alert, but I, I know a lot of people are on Kirk this year. The only person in the pass catching game that I really want a piece of that I want. Now, I didn't say settle. If I already have, I'm not giving away. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But the only player that I really want that I already currently have is Evan Ingram. I think that's the role. Doug Peterson, we've seen that Philadelphia offense. And, and it's not just him, by the way. Andy Reid uses the Philadelphia offense because he fucking invented the thing. That's where, where, where the hell do you think Doug Peterson learned it? Features the tight end. We've seen it here with, with and, oh, you know who else was there? Frank Reich. We've seen Frank Reich tight ends do well. Uh, you know, and then uh, not, um, oh my gosh, the, the guy who's in Washington, I started to say Romeo Cornell, but that's the defensive guy, Eric Bienemy. Eric Bienemy, thank you so much. You know, you're already seeing Cole Turner used a little bit. I mentioned that before, by the way. Shout out to Kyle Smith, he doesn't, he doesn't do dynasty content, he plays in a league with Jerry and I, and, and that was his call. But Cole Turner, super free guy, um, that's the only one that I want. And then, and then Mike says, You don't want no tank, I don't want no tank at no tank current prices. I like to order half tank. You know what a full tank of gas will cost you nowadays, Mike? It'll cost you a grip. I liked it when it was half tank, half price. Full tank, full price got me a little bit nervous, but uh, I, I spun this whole thing around. Kev, you got anything before we go to the running back position and uh, wrap this thing up? I have so much Christian Kirk. I'm very in. He's way too cheap right now. Uh, basically, you know, I. Christian Kirk for at least in redraft is going or he was a wide receiver 11 last year and he's going as the wide receiver 29 which is actually lower than Zay Jones even finished last year Christian Kirk is so much better than Zay Jones so if he is the wide receiver too there's so much I think upside in that you should easily get him for cheap here but uh yeah that's that's my take on that my guy's Debo Samuel I'll just leave it at that uh, I I have Debo Samuel written in case Randy said his name I had Christian Kirk there too Call, Jerry call and I seem a, to be in lockstep. Call it a hat trick. Yes. Call it a hat trick on Debo. Um, I don't remember the, the content creator's name because I would totally give attribution, but when the Niners signed Christian McCaffrey, the bigger hit was by far absorbed by Debo Samuel than it was Brandon Ayuk. Actually, his Which points per game. Sense. Well, Brandon Ayuk's points per game actually went up a half a PPR point per game over the last half of the season, if you dig back into it. So, no, I, I, I co-signed. On Debo, I'm going to start the running backs. Let's go flops. Let's go. Uh, we'll go out on a good note. We'll go with our our running back breakouts. Mine's Ramondre Stevenson, and it's the same thing. The only reason, gang, the only reason why anyone's high on Ramondre Stevenson is 88 targets last year. 88 mm-hmm. targets. It, it, it wasn't a thousand yards. A lot of guys rush for a thousand yards. You know, but again, I don't chase guys coming off of career highs. They can only let you down. Because when a guy's coming off of a career high, you have to ask yourself, is this sustainable? I think the 1,000 yards are. I think that's fair. I think his 1,000 yards is sustainable. Is the five touchdowns sustainable? Well, it, it, it is because he's done five touchdowns two years in a row. What I don't think is, is that as a rookie, he got 18 targets, and last year he got 88. I feel like the truth is somewhere more in the middle. He's going to be in that 45 to 60 target range. He'll be in that 40 to 45 recept- reception range. And I think Zeke is still the guy who can come in there and take his lunch money on more than enough downs. Um, it's weird. This is, and I'll just, I'll wrap up Ramondre on this. The same people that are propping up Ramondre are the same ones that are off Najee. It kind of feels like the same thing. Um, you know, oh, well, Najee's never going to get 75 catches again. 
I agree. And I feel like Najee's also going to be in that 40 to 45 reception range. Because I'm I'm consistent. If I feel the one way about the it's like it's like why last week, if you guys tuned into the Dynasty Warzone overtime on YouTube, player profilers YouTube channel, you know that I'm out on Kenneth Walker this year. I can't feel some sort of way about Kenneth Walker. I quit. No, just drop out. We'll, we'll change it. We'll change the. Just kidding. We'll you, you, it's, fair. It's, it's a fair we'll, take. We'll, we'll we'll change the name tag next week. No, I'm just Listen, saying. I, I I had opportunities to draft him in my redraft leagues and absolutely didn't even consider it. It's so I'm just being you. consistent. If I was so concerned about the the Jags bringing in Tank Bigsby, bringing in Jim, uh, Jim well, Michael Hasty was there, but Dearness Johnson then I've got to be concerned about Seattle drafting Zach Charbonnet and around earlier than Tank Bigsby, by the way. Still kept DJ Dallas and then brought in Kenny McIntosh. I can't not be concerned about the one about the other. So this is the this is my same process, my same rationale from a running back version of Ramondre. And I feel the same way about Najee, even though Najee's my guy, because I think he's going to get all the goal line work. That's what keeps me off of Ramondre is I don't think he gets all the goal line work. I think you see some kind of weird LeGarrette Blunt season out of Zeke, and a lot of people are going to be sad. So that's my guy, Jerry. What do you think about Ramondre, and then who's your guy? Uh, I mean, I'm with you, but uh, the the joy that will fill my soul if Zeke has one of those types of seasons where he just has like <laughs> 750 yards and effing 21 like... T- 21 t- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like... Uh, the agony that the world will have, I will just eat it up. There's a German the, word the for fantasy. it. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but oh Scheiza. my god, that is yeah, <laughs> that's shit. But, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what the fantasy um, hipster will be screaming will be Shiza because Zeke's oh over here gobbling god. up all the touchdowns. Oh, the the immense joy that'll fill my soul with. But my guy, who do you want? You want to do flops? Okay, mine's we're Isaiah flopping. Pacheco. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I just he was. He was nice because he was free. And when you got him when he was free and he turned into 900 and whatever yards he had last year, like you were happy because that was all profit, baby. You didn't, he didn't cost you anything and you could plug him into your flex and that was enjoyable. That boy's going too early. And if he doesn't get that same workload, I just think Jarek McKinnon's better than him. Maybe that's a little hot take. That's a little spicy, but I just, no. If I was, he just seems too much like the Zach Stacy uh, uh, to, wow. to kick it back like seven or eight years where like a guy just wasn't expected to do anything and then was pretty good and then got way overdrafted. That's just what Pacheco is to me. You know, I was in on Pacheco. I was in until they re-signed Jarek McKinnon. I was all the way in, and uh, what's the thing they say in The Godfather 3? Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. In this case, it was the opposite. Just when I thought I was in, they pull me back out. I I, I, I want more of that PPR role. And, and do I think he can get the goal line? Sure, but I've seen way too many shovel passes from from Patrick Mahomes to a, a wide receiver. But that little touch job, yeah. I, I don't know that, that he gets the touchdown volume. Maybe he does. He could. But I just don't see the passing game volume. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he had, I just, not, not a check down guy at the beginning. No, with. like like he had over two catches, I think, like twice. He had over a hundred yards once. Like 
He had five touchdowns on the air. He just doesn't set the world on fire for me. He's never going to be the first option. He's never going to be the second option. And if Kadarius, Tony, or Sky Moore are anything, he's not going to be the third or maybe even the fourth option. He's just the guy that's there because the running back position exists in the world. Big Kev, what, what are your thoughts on Ramondre? If you had to pick one. So so you got drug into this. My internet's fine that's now, right. So, but but you're yeah, here. That's right. So, so you got drug into this conversation. Uh, uh, water pistol to your eyebrow. Is are you a Pacheco guy or Stevenson guy? I'm a. I, I'm actually when you describe the Stevenson thing with Najee, I'm actually that guy. I'm 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 all about Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's their entire offense. Um, Zeke had apparently like they threw like a trash bag over him trying to lose weight or something like that. Um, I just uh, I'm not worried about Zeke truthfully. Um, but. Also, shout out Isaiah Pacheco, South Jersey guy, final New Jersey. Um, but yeah, no. Rutgers. I, oh, yeah, he did go to Rutgers. He okay. did, yeah. He's from South Jersey. So, um, but yeah, no. I, Pacheco is tough. Like, McKinnon's very good, It's even though he's like 30. Uh, but he's just really fast and good for that offense and just like electric still. And, and when the guy's not getting any pass down work, it's just hard to kind of buy that. Um, my guy, real quick, if I could give my guy, is, uh, is Javante Williams. Uh, which, according to some dynasty ranks, might be a little big hot take, but um, yeah, I just, I just, there's a lot of negative hype around him right now, just like negative vibes, I guess you could say, with the injury still, and they're going to bring him along slow. Uh, you know, Sean Payton signed Samaje P. Ryan, and it said, looks like he'd like all the month of September, Samaje P. Ryan is going to have all the work, um, and Samaje P. Ryan could be the third down guy. Uh, so, like, basically, Samaje can do all three downs. Uh, they signed Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, who's another pass catching guy. Um, I just, I get worried when, you know, guys that were from a previous regime, even if they were top tier guys come in with a new coaching staff that just, Oh, the, what, what, what a transition spot because yeah, my, 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 my breakout going. guy is Javante Williams. Yes. Hey, <laughs> all I know is, um, who, who, who was, uh, who was that, uh, that running back that you brought up? Not some Jaleel McLaughlin. Hey, I got a goldfish. Oh, I thought it was my turn to bring up shit that don't matter. <laughs> my apologies. Javante Williams is absolutely going to smash in this offense. I mean, I like Samaj P. Ryan. Um, I like Samaj P. Ryan because he does very much what Javante Williams does. And I, I don't want I don't want Javante Williams. It's the same reason I don't mind that, that Brees Hall had Dalvin Cook sign in New York. I want the meat shield to take the in-between-the-tackles you know, beating. I want the meat shield to get pounded on early in the season. I want him to get that knee up to full form. I want him to do what he did in that preseason game and catch five checkdowns a game. Perfect. If You mean to tell me that that a guy that you know has the, the, the target capability, and we know how Sean Payton targets the running backs. It predates Kamara, whether it was Darren Sproles, um oh my god there was there was one guy who i literally picked up off of waivers one year and like and i think it was a williams but I, I don't remember but we know how the the running backs an integral part of the offense in denver i think samaj p ryan by the way for those of you that have him do not trade him because he's going to have standalone week-to-week value as like the rb3 type and if javante does have any kind of a who was that guy again Jaleel McLaughlin. It doesn't matter who that other guy was. <laughs> if if that if if anything happens to to Javante, 
some RJ P Ryan gold for some. That was the rock, by the way. There. Oh, okay. Uh, it was the rock, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, th- th- there's a couple of uh, funny bits, Jerry. What what do you think about uh, Javante? You can be the tiebreaker, and then uh, you can take this one home on your guy. Uh, I like Javante uh, just at his prices. I, I like Javante this year. Did not like Javante last year. Uh, I'm 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 just in on that offense, and I have seen Samaje Pirine in the league for a long time, and he's just never, never warmed my heart. He's never made me feel cozy. Uh, so I'm I'm okay on that. My guy's Rashad White. I, listen, I know Randy's a Sean Tucker guy, and I know we've had a lot of guys on this podcast that are Sean Tucker, but I don't give a stinky turd about Sean Tucker. And Rashad White is a great pass catcher, and he's got Baker Mayfield. And what did Randy say about blah, 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 blah. He doesn't want to throw interceptions. Let me just regurgitate that real quick. And if you're going to go with that guy, go with the guy who caught a ton of passes. And he's relatively a value. And if he repeats what he did and grows, third-round startup pick, second-round startup pick next year. And that is an absolute definition of a teardrop. I, I almost put him in here. Um, do you remember the old Wall Street scam? They called it a pump and dump. Uh, the mafia was actually involved in this, where they would artificially inflate the value of a stock. They would, you know, sell it to people. They would go to these brokerage houses and they would inflate the value of the stock and then sell it off at a huge profit. That is my that is my Rashad White exit strategy. Because here's the thing, he and th- this is me being a so so. What Ramondre is for me this year, Rashad White will be for me next year. I'm going to let him inflate those numbers. I'm going to let him get 88 targets or maybe even 100 or more. I don't care. I just hope he stays healthy. I, I hope he catches all those passes because he NFL stands for not for long, and I don't think he's the RB one in Tampa for long. I love him. I love the talent, I but. I, I think he is the pump and dump stock. I think we're gonna we're gonna see the dynasty industry pump him up, and he's gonna be the guy that I'm looking to dump before next year's rookie draft. I'm gonna cash out. I'm gonna cash out big. I'm probably gonna get a first. I'm probably gonna get a first plus, and I can't wait. But I could not agree more. He is gonna leapfrog. Uh, I'm I'm actually looking right now at uh, some ADP on um, fantasy pros. The RB nineteen. The RB19 uh, nestled between JK. I would not be surprised if by this time next year, he's not like a borderline RB1. I could see some of the older fellas like 28-year-old Austin Eckler, 27-year-old Nick Chubb, uh, 29-year-old Derrick Henry. Those guys are all ahead of him. I could see all those guys coming back to him, especially with a big pass catching year. And I I think that's a great call because right now they have him in their quote-unquote tier four. I think he'll be flirting with the middle of tier three. I think that's a great call. Kev, thoughts on Rashad White? I'm not the biggest Rashad White guy, uh, but it's kind of obvious. Like, there's really just no one else there. Like, like Jerry said, there's. I'm not worried about Sean Tucker. Um, so, they're going to be behind games. He's going to get dumb passes. It's going to be safe. I don't know if it's going to have a lot of upside or ceiling, but it's going to be very playable. Uh, my guy, uh, I brought this up with Randy before. Uh, is DeAndre Swift. And a little bit of a homer pick, but I just think it's been a lot of, you know, with the big three there, with Swift, Penny, Gainwell. Someone's, I, I truly think someone's got to 
someone's got to get out of that. Um, I'm going to bet on the talent, even though Rashad Penny is also very talented when he's healthy. Um, to me, just like absolute stud coming out of college. We were talking about Jonathan Taylor, actually with Swift being better than Taylor. Um, we're talking about the best offensive line of football at worst top three offensive line of football. Um, I just think someone's got to be able to just break out of there and he's got to be hungry. He's on a one-year contract. He's just got traded for basically absolutely nothing. Uh, also hometown kid. Um, just to me, and they're also using him as like receiver a lot too, which like throw them. Eagles do not have a uh, slot guy like at all. Um, so pretty much, I think he could almost be like a fourth option behind the two receivers in Dallas Goddard. Um, he's a big play guy. I think he can get a lot of touchdowns because if it's getting close, look, it's going to be hurts, but Swift is that guy that can score touchdowns from outside the twenties. Um, I just, like I said, I'm betting on this talent here. This team is going to score points. So it's not like we're taking points from anybody else. Someone's got to have it. He's way better than miles Sanders way better. Uh, so yeah, that's DeAndre Swift. All right, I want to answer one question out of the chat because I love Harry Snowman because he supports not only the Dynasty Warzone on Player Profiler, but every podcast. He says, who is going to be the QB next year in Tampa if Baker busts? No, when Baker busts, not if. Um, if it rains tomorrow, I may stay indoors. When it rains tomorrow, I will be indoors. Like When Baker busts, it will be, I think it'll be Drake May. I think they're going to finish bad enough this year that Drake May is going to be in Tampa. I think th that's my thing. I'm going to disagree slightly with producer Kev. I do think DeAndre Swift busts, but I think his value next year Ooh. this time, I think his value seven yeah, seven months. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to go seven months from now. Seven months from now is April 3rd. April 3rd will have just concluded a couple of weeks past NFL free agency. DeAndre Swift will be an NFL free agent. And here's the thing, we, if we've learned nothing else about Debbie players, and once a guy gets a name and a reputation, if he winds up in a spot like L.A. and L.A. lets Austin Eckler walk to the moon, if he winds up in Cincinnati because the Bengals let Joe Mixon walk to the moon, there are so many, there are so many spots going to be open because just go to, like, to Spotrack or over the, over the cap and search 2024 free agent running backs. It's a Holistic. list as long... It's a list as long as your arm. And if a guy with the pedigree and the Devi track record and the success that a guy like uh, like DeAndre Swift has, I actually agree that he's going to plummet in season. And, and and have you ever seen the classic movie Trading Places? Yes. Jerry, have you seen it? No. You've never seen Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy? Don't think this so. This is your last fucking week on the podcast. Jerry's fucking fired. He was going, you can't quit. You got fired. Uh, no, just kidding, but you have to watch it. It's a classic movie, and, and you've seen it, Kevin, right? It's been a very long time. It's so going it's, it's to be out. me, you, and Jerry at, at about week seven. We're going to be out here. You know, everybody's selling off those dirt cheap DeAndre Swift shares because Kenneth Gainwell and see, I'm and I'm going to be buy buy. I'm, oh yeah, you know what, Jerry? We got mocked last. I year. am a I am a longstanding DeAndre Swift pessimist. I like that situation. Ken Gainwell I, I, does nothing for me. Like, he's fine. Like, oh, oh, Kenny Gainwell. Maybe it's because his name's Kenny. No offense to the Kennys in the world, but that's just not an NFL running back name. But I don't know. And, and Rashad Penny, what are, we, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about Rashad Penny for three weeks. 
he's going to get hurt. This man, it took him. He had he was on that Devonte Parker, right? Completely irrelevant. He he went one hundred four in your rookie draft, and you just set that on fire for four years, and then he finally did pretty good, and he got hurt again. Shocker. Then he comes back in. Kenneth Walker get comes in. Oh no, that'll be that'll be a close between Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny. He got hurt again. And then now you have DeAndre Swift. Like, listen, DeAndre Swift cannot be what we wanted him to be when we drafted him at, you know, very early in our rookie drafts because he is also hurt. But I I think they're going to be in a good situation because he's one of the most explosive running backs that the league has. Like, he, he is unbelievable. You just have to keep him at 14 touches. And oh, they so got to no be. No, 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 no. But but he doesn't need volume. That's the thing. Like he he is very specific in that skill set. One of the yeah. few people that doesn't need, you know, he's not Zeke. Like you don't gotta just pound that dude 25 times to get 68 yards. Like he's very good. But if you give him that type of workload, that dude's dead in two weeks. Like he, he's very good. I long-standing pessimist. Because I'm a pessimistic Lions fan, so I tend to not trust them outside That's of fair. Calvin. But I do, I do like the situation, and he's—I mean, not expensive, considering. And if he does go to a different situation, fuck you! Like, oh my god, yeah, like yeah, he'll, he'll be, or, or even even if he stays there, because his competition are just not good. He'll get the rocket ship strapped to his back if he goes to anywhere of relevance. If, but if he if he pops off for, he doesn't even have to do much. Like if he does eleven hundred yards. Oh, is that all? Is that is you, all, you, you want him to double? You, you want him to double his career high? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Be, even if he doesn't, a thousand, Randy. You you think these people are not going to absolutely fall in love with DeAndre Swift on Philadelphia, which is going to be a good team, and they're going to be on prime time twelve thousand times. So you're going to see every single time he does anything good. Oh my God, the value is going to skyrocket. He's been he's definitely the best running back the Eagles have had in like years. I love I love Miles Sanders. So let's just you hold your damn tongue there for a second, sir. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, so last year he had 542 yards. That's 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 a high. Um, the year before, 617. Yeah, bro uh, gets uh, hurt. I, uh-huh. I address uh-huh. that, you old stubborn bastard. Uh, uh, I oh, got it. I know. I know he gets hurt. So, so he all you needed to do, a lion, a Detroit <laughs> lion. They do nothing but disappoint you all the time. I can't. Well, guess what? You, th- 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 then your feelings won't be hurt come January. <laughs> So, so the, the, no, the, 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 this is uh, the, the the new format. So very much like tonight, we we will be doing the the new segments. We will have drops from our buddies, Doctor Kyle. And uh, again, if you didn't listen to the show last week, Kyle is a board certified doctor of physical therapy in New York City. I can share this that that he has worked with professional athletes, including NFL players and including like Matt Harvey, who used to pitch with the New York Mets. So Dr. Kyle is a very, very, very reputable uh, doctor to bounce ideas off of. And he's a dynasty gamer, just like all of us. And when I say Dr. Kyle plays big, I'm talking those like $1,500, $2,500 FFPC leagues. Dr. Kyle is a degenerate dynasty gamer and a good doctor. So He'll be doing our injury stuff, our boy Dallas doing the the rookie stuff. 
Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up with the Dynasty Warzone. Kevin, man, thank you so much for for jumping in there early when I had some uh, some computer based issues. Always down to help, man. I'm always ready. And honestly, you, your picture got better. You look great. Yeah, I mean, it turned out around, great. man. Absolutely. Well, you know, sometimes you have to go punch your 16-year-old son in time to get off the goddamn Wi-Fi as you're trying to podcast. <laughs> going to happen. Going to happen. But uh, uh, for those of you that – for if you stuck around this far, you deserve the story at the end. So Jesse uh, – excuse me, Kevin and Jerry uh, noticed the, the eye. Uh, I guess it's this eye. Uh, well, what the hell? I'm struggling. So uh, we were in the batting cage. We were in the batting cage on Saturday. You know, we didn't do much this Labor Day weekend and just trying to keep the tools sharp. Right. And it was made the, the cage itself. The frame was made out of that same galvanized steel pipe that like your, you know, chain link fence is made out of. And he hit it as hard as he could. And it caromed. So I'm behind an L screen. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm not stupid. And this thing hits off this thing at a bajillion miles an hour, and it shoots straight down, hits me in the face, knocks the lens. Out. And that's what cut my eye was the lens of my glasses, oh, wow. my sunglasses, and, and it cut my eyelid. And uh, he was uh, scared to death that I was way more hurt, hurt than, than I actually am. But, yeah, this is what happens. Uh, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. That's he's the, got, that's some, he's got some serious exit velocity, too, so I know that had to hurt. Uh, yeah, sir, it did. It did. Uh, my wife was like, "How long are you going to keep messing with these kids until they, they, you know, until you get really hurt?" I was like, "I don't know. It happens, but you know what? Thank you to everybody. I feel like a fighter. Like you watch the UFC, a guy gets slit on the eyelid, you know, and I, but I'm not. I Baseball, right up until you tell him that it was a 15 year old that did it. 16 year old pal. 16 year old. Oh, oh my god, he's growing. I mean, uh, he's sir, a big sir, kid sir, too. Uh, so I'm I, not. I'm not surprised it was a good hit. You know, I, I I don't know what this one was, but uh, his his all-time fastest ball speed was like 92 miles an hour. So that off of the fence into the face. In the face. Mine's In about 14 face. with a pulled bicep. There you go. So anyway, that is the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, dude, season right around the corner. Tune in. I Let's am not I'm not going to be able to do the overtime tonight, but I am going to do a little, a little something bonus for the people who are looking for a prop bet or a little bit of action on on Thursday night. I'll record it at work. I'll send it to this guy, producer Kevin. He can get it whipped up. We'll get it put on playerprofiler.com. Then I'll be back Friday evening with the juice. And uh, Jerry, it was good to see your smiling face. That was an absolutely phenomenal podcast, boys. I, I uh, well, you know, we, 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 we do the thing. And, and I appreciate all the love in the chat. Harry, Mike, Joanna, everybody yeah i said jerry's got a case of the red ass he did have a case of the red ass because we were talking shit about deandre swift and we'll be talking shit all season long right here on the dynasty war zone not like other dynasty podcasts well kind of except better but on behalf of that man his name is jerry sinclair and our good friend producer kevin we'll be back next week with more dynasty goodness here on the dynasty war zone and remember we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name's Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. 
couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak